Press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to taste in. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got on the option? No, oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life in, in New York, York City. City. I am Connor McDowell. And I'm Dylan McDowell. And this is our last episode of 2020. We did it. We did it, Dylan. Well, I'm a little premature in saying that, but yeah, we did it. We did it, Connor. I know. I can't believe it. This year has been absolutely crazy. When we look back on it, we'll, of course, remember coronavirus. We'll remember Trump getting coronavirus. Oh, we... my God, yes. One of the best nights of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to get him. I, like, yeah. For real. Is that bad to say? We'll move on. How does he, he's got some, like, they were injecting him with something s- secret. You know what I mean? And he's allegedly still on the steroids. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, true drama. But anyway, this year, it, for a year where, I mean, thing everything shut down, we've had so many pop culture moments. I mean, the pop girls did not disappoint. Not reality, one t- second. reality TV has never been more prescient. It's just been a great year for watching TV and in the movie department, nothing really crazy great. But we'll get to all this later, actually. We will. We will. Because, because we're we going to have a special roundtable discussion this yes. week with an amazing guest. Now, before we jump into that, I do want to just say, before it, it passes me by, that this year for the podcast has been incredible. And we have like surged in success thanks to our wonderful listeners who have supported us through all of this. And if you're feeling a little giving this holiday season... We do have a Patreon, which you can um, subscribe to, where we go in on everything and have occasional special guests. Like my boyfriend was on two weeks ago, and we also sometimes share the video from the Zoom call, if the guest permits. No pressure to our guest right now who's sitting there. And um, (laughs) we had Derek Klenna, and we had Sally Rose Gooding, and Ms. Cox, if you're naughty. And speaking of Jackie Cox... We yeah. met we met today's guest because we, we were on Michael Hall and Jackie Cox's show and they were one of the big special guests and we met and we were like, we've got to have you on the pod. Well, it was us and it was Jackie Burns and we were gagged that this person was on because, you know, long time, long time listener, first time meeting. Right, right. That old, that age old adage. You've heard it. Or expression, but I'm going to bring him in. Do it. He's here. All right. So our guest today is one of the most popular young Broadway stars in the game. He's often crushed on by fans worldwide, adored for his incredible pop rock voice, charming personality, and devilish good looks. Audiences will know him from his star turn in Newsies on Broadway at Pittsburgh CLO and the Muni. He made his Broadway debut as a high schooler in the John Stamos and Gina Gershon revival of Bye Bye Birdie. He's gone on to star in Wicked as Bach, tour the country in Canada as Mike TV in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and was also seen on TV as one of the Lost Boys in NBC's Peter Pan Live. Before the shutdown, he was in the new musical Fly at La Jolla Playhouse. He's a singer-songwriter, dog daddy to Jackson, TikTok star, and we're absolutely gagged to have him on for our final episode of 2020. Please welcome to drama, Danny Danny Quadrino. That intro is amazing and makes me sound so much cooler than I am. So thank you. (laughs) Oh my God. Listen, we have been... Okay, so we met months ago and we were like, we need to have Danny on, we need to have Danny on. And then when we knew we wanted to do a like a big dose of drama to talk about all the drama of 2020, we were like, Daniel Quadrino is our man. <laughs> oh yes, do you prefer to go by your government name of Daniel or do you <laughs> You know it's so funny because no one that actually knows me calls me Daniel. It's like only if I'm in like a room where I have to be like professional. But even once mm-hmm. they know me, they're like Danny. The only thing I will like, I like hate being called is Dan because it makes me sound like a cowboy and I am not a cowboy. Dan. <laughs> Dan. Dan it reminds me of that SpongeBob episode, Dirty. I'm Dirty Dan. Oh, yeah, no, like, <laughs> Wait, Danny, I'm, I'm thinking what our guests are going to think of your voice because, of course, they know your singing voice, but your speaking voice is so fun. Have you ever done voiceover work? I actually just took my first class in like, intro to voiceover kind of stuff um but that's so funny because i grew up being like so self-conscious about my voice and 
obviously, like, every time I'm on the phone with the telemarketer, they're like, ma'am. And I'm like, ma'am. Bitch, I'm a sir. Get, get uh-huh. here. <laughs> but I know I have, like, a higher timbre voice. But, yeah, I haven't really done much voiceover. I want to because I love doing voices. I could see it's you doing coming. it for sure. I could see it 100%. Well, you've had such an amazing career. You've been in like hit after hit on Broadway. Yeah, that's and true. we want to get into it all. We also want to make sure we have enough time to talk about all of the, the drama of 2020. So maybe Connor will take us back to the beginnings. Yeah. Well, before we go back, 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 Dana, I'm just wondering, are you well? Are you doing well? You know, 2020 has put us through it, but 2020 also gave me a new skincare regime, so that's been really helpful. And he's glowing, y'all. He's glowing. It's also a ring light, but (laughs) (laughs) but a lot of it is moisturizer. Uh, But, you know, I've been pretty okay. 2020 has royally sucked, but I was fortunate enough to be able to stay in the housing that La Jolla Playhouse offered us for the last nine months like of the shutdown. So like I was in sunny California since March and I finally made it back home and it's an adjustment. The weather is La Jolla, San Diego. Yes. Okay. San Diego is the literal most beautiful place I've ever been. My boyfriend actually flew out to see the show the day it got shut down. So he never got to see the show, but thankfully I had a bootleg because of understudy purposes. So he got to see it. <laughs> Sorry, I don't condone bootlegs, but in 2020, I do. Um, <laughs> everyone's like, B-Way Belters. Everyone's like, yes, like, let me share this. <laughs> don't you know, it's them. so funny that like other shows now are using those bootlegs to like promote their shows. I was like, what happened? What had happened? I know. <laughs> All of these, like, no bootlegs. I'm kind of low-key here for a bootleg right now. Yeah. Well, we've been so starved. What else we've do we starved, have? You know? So. Truly. It, I need... And, like, my best friend, Jimmy Larkin, is the creator of Let's Hear It for the Choice. A little plug for him. And he Love. lives right across the street. Across the street. Across the hall from me in San Diego. So when he made it it just started coming and coming and we were talking about how like he doesn't really want to use bootlegs because like it's this whole weird thing so but i love that him and b-way belter is like i feel like they're like both my best friends obviously jimmy is actually my best friend but like i feel like i know b-way belters like i feel like i've known them forever and maybe i do i don't know (laughs) maybe who knows whoever it is behind the scenes yeah (laughs) okay wait danny we we need to talk about this this sexy boyfriend of yours (laughs) What's the what's the tea? How did you guys how did you guys come to be? Um, he was Father Bucket in the Charlie and the Talk Factory National Tour. Okay, okay wait, I'm listening. <laughs> Connor, I need to hold you back. Hashtag Dead Dad. Um, that's what his track was. He did like the Dead Dad ballet. Um, but oh my god, yeah, I we were. I booked the tour and I was like, I'm not going to date anyone. Like, it's the year for me. Like, fuck that. Like, oop, I don't know if I can curse. You can bleep me out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> and I was like, whatever. Like, we got to Buffalo where we're attacking. And I was like, okay, he's like cute. But it's like, fine. Like, I, I, it's a year for me. It's a year for me. It's a year for me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we got closer. Like, and then I was like, you know, I was flirty because, you know, I'm not dead. So I, <laughs> <laughs> and then, so that just kind of like, gradually happened and then we really started like it was like probably like the third city we started like hanging out and like seeing each other but we didn't like call each other boyfriends officially official until the end of the tour because we didn't want to mess up everything because like we were so good about like not bringing it to work and just like being very chill and like whatever the last six months of tour we like literally lived together in every city so it was like really nice to save money but that's been it's been like two years now like it's crazy oh my god um Mazel. thank you so much we are very happy i'm you know i obviously love him very much and you know he it's been so nice that we've gotten to live together for this nine months with the without knowing that like yeah like once the world goes back to normal we're not going to live together anymore but like mm-hmm. we know that we can do it but I also know what I'm like. I know what I have to work. I what I have to work on because uh-huh. <laughs> other people is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So wait. So he came on March 12th or whatever the yeah. date was, and never left. Yeah. So we actually opened. We opened March 10th. We had 27 previews. We opened March 10th. My parents flew out with my brother, saw the show, did the opening night. They flew home March 11th, like right when like shit was really hitting the fan with Miss Rona. And I was like, wow, be safe. And like, we were talking about it last night, like while I was like in the other room, because I still am like self isolating because I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Um, and I was like, I can't believe all that happened. But he flew out. He saw Jaggy Little Pill the night before, hugged someone who then had coronavirus. And we were like freaking out for the first two weeks that he was there. And like once the two weeks hit, we're like, you're good. Work. Awesome. We were the first people, <laughs> yeah. I want to say, in our La Jolla complex wearing masks to the grocery store. <laughs> Trendsetters. Yeah, that was like trendsetter. I got ev- I got like 35 different masks now. Like they're all really cute. Um, In rotation. Absolutely. So yeah, he came out there and then he never left. He came with a weekender bag. And then I was like, thank God there's a Marshalls right down the block. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's been so, it was so nice because like, it's just so beautiful that we were able to go on like hikes and just like every, like it was a year of kind of like, for me at least, I've been go, 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 go which I'm so thankful for, but it was like for the first six months, it was like a forced stop and slow down. I'm like, this is not bad, but now I'm like, this is horrible and I need to fucking do something. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm gagged. Yeah. I'm happy that you, you two had that time. Yeah, me too. And you know, like, yeah. And we're going back there too so like just to like wrap it up and like move out because we've been there for almost a year that we've just accumulated a lot of shit like an air purifier and a soda stream and like just like so much crap. i want one of those life i want a soda stream <laughs> now okay so is so fly this is the latest peter pan musical so you have a little bit of peter pan in your history just, having done the live just a little um, yeah. <laughs> so who what was your track in fly were you peter himself i covered peter so okay, I could see it. Yeah. I actually auditioned. I was like, do I have any fly stuff around? No, I don't. <laughs> um, I just have like wicked and newsy stuff like everywhere in this room. Um, but I had done Peter Pan as a lost boy on NBC and I actually yes. didn't originally book that, that they, I was in talk, not in talks, but I was like in the mix. Then they cut a few lost boy tracks. So there goes me. I was actually supposed to go do a show in good speed. And then the week before I left, I got a call from my agent being like, just kidding. You got to pull out of that show. Cause you're actually going to be in lo- Peter Pan live. Wow. And I literally didn't have a line, but the entire time I was there, I was like, it's an honor to be nominated. I'm in the thing, <laughs> like whatever. And then I ended up being, um, you know, you could see me in the thing. But then Fly, oh, yeah. I covered Peter, and I was a lost boy. I was Toodles. Um, yes. And, we stand. Yes. And I was, like, the, you know, not the leader, but, like, I I'd also, I had this weird theme with Peter Pan. I found out that I booked that show really late, actually, like, a week ago, a year, a year like, so last week, like, a year ago. So, oh wow. yeah, I had submitted a video while I was in Atlanta on the road. For Peter, didn't hear anything. And then I got a call from my agent when I got back in, and I was only back for like a few weeks. And then I went in, did a dance call, went in the next day, sang for Jeffrey Seller and uh, Will Van. a big deal. Yeah. And Will Van Dyke, (laughs) like, who is like a really good friend of mine. And Jeffrey Seller was like, okay, so tell me your entire life story. Like, literally right before, like, right after. I walked in the room and I was like, I'm from Long Island. <laughs> like, that's like, is that a personality trait? Um, <laughs> and I did my stuff. And then he's like, oh, do you have any other, the other Peter music? And I was like, oh, you only gave me this song, but I sang this one for my video, fully knowing I knew the song still. Uh-huh. And he was like, yeah. I was like, oh, I can see if I remember it. And then I did it. Shana. And he was like, <laughs> boom, baby. I like was like, okay, I feel good about that. And then like four days later, found out that I got it. And then I flew out there January 7th and then I just got home like two days ago but the show is incredible and I really hope that you guys can see it because it's like a modern retelling of Peter Pan but it's from Wendy's eyes I mean Stephanie Clemens and Andy Blankenbuehler choreography is like what like just amazing and it's like the entire the set designer from Hamilton the light designer from Hamilton the sound designer from Hamilton Jeffrey Seller who is Hamilton not is Hamilton uh but he like produced the only other producer than Lynn yeah Yeah. exactly him (laughs) and Lynn are Hamilton uh, yeah, yeah, signs yeah. the check, you know, but, um, <laughs> yeah. So like it was incredible and I don't feel sh- cheated out of doing the show because we did 27 previews, but I was just like, hopefully the trajectory was like open, yeah, close there, maybe Broadway fall, but who knew that this was going to happen, but it has a really big message about female empowerment and like not needing a man to save you, which I'm like, so here for, we need more stories of like strong, strong female characters, not needing like a prince or a boy or someone saving them. Like they can save 100%. themselves. Like it's 
Yeah. Oh, I love that. I, I want to see it. That reminds me of Connor's favorite line in Cardigan by Taylor, where she says, trying to change the ending, Peter losing Wendy, oh. as opposed to, you know. <laughs> she does say that, which we've lately been, you know, talking about Taylor a lot because Evermore came out, but it's no mistake that Taylor put a Peter Pan reference in the song Cardigan, a song about, I think it's about a girl looking back you know, on a relationship. No, Taylor never writes about that kind of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Groundbreaking. Danny, speaking of, oh my God, I was excited to mention this to you because I'm obsessed and have been obsessed for years of a Taylor cover that you did at your solo show at 54 Below of Begin Again. Oh my God, I love that song so much. And I was in another relationship at the time. And okay. I, it was like kind of new. And I was like, mm, I'm going to sing this to you. Every time I look at it now, I'm like, because that person also like left me and is now engaged, which I'm like, work, power to drama, okay. but like left me for the guy he's engaged to and like lied. Uh, he put me on his video blog. So I'm putting him on his podcast. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that. This is drama. I'm sorry about that, Danny. But, and you know, the song is about getting into a new relationship yeah. and somehow erasing the the things that someone told so maybe we can rewrite the story well now. you know what honestly like if i were to sing it again like it's like i'm in such an amazing place especially like with my boyfriend and like in in that aspect of my life that i'm like and like whatever the, our 20s are for like a mess you know and i was like early 20s so it's like fine um yeah but I love I love singing Taylor Swift stuff. I opened Ugh. my last solo show with Blank Space, but there's no yes. there's no video of that. I don't think unless someone put it up. I believe I was I was on the marketing team at 54 at the time, and I believe it's somewhere in an archive. Oh, so I'm sure. I mean, maybe I, it'll be <laughs> resurrected. I help. I feel like I was like I help pay 54 Below's mortgage because I sing there so much. <laughs> You're a regular. I truly. It's funny you say that because I had just moved to New York like the fall you booked Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and I had seen you singing so many songs on YouTube and I was like, Dylan, he won't be in any of the like group shows or anything. For Like I, I just got here. I'm so sad about that. He's gone. <laughs> well, the last thing I think I saw you do, Danny, was your 10 o'clock um, or 1030 show. It was like in June of 2018, maybe. Yes. I, and that's the one where I did... Uh, yeah, I was like, what was it? My roommates dressed me and I loved my, or my old roommates. And they told me that it looked okay. And then I felt like I looked so schlubby. I had like ripped jeans on and a t-shirt. And I was like, 54 Below is V classy. But I was like, fuck the patriarchy. I'm going to be. Oh, yeah, that was very, it was very like, I'm doing a 10 o'clock show yeah. and no one does these. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> oh, I had a crystal chic. around my neck. Clearly I was going through something. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, so we've talked about so many things and we're going to get into even more pop culture, but we like to ask all of our guests about the beginning, about their their ring of keys moment, which is, you know, that that moment when they thought, oh my God, I want to be a star. Do you feel like you have have that moment? Yes, I think so. Um, there's It's kind of like two parts. I The first Broadway show I saw was Aida. So, oh, wow. Like, naturally. I was, with Heather, with Tony Braxton? Simone played Aida. It, she, I she was, the, <laughs> I believe she was the first replacement or early on. Cause it was like earlier in the run. Cause everybody else was still there and I died. I was like, this is amazing. I was like, what the hell is Broadway? Like, I didn't know what it was. And then I saw 42nd street and like young Daniel was not as impressed. I was like, that was boring. Like I do not get it. Um, <laughs> Clearly, I I love pop music because I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but uh, <laughs> so then I like got involved in singing like at the talent shows because there was nothing else to do. And the first song I ever sang live was Summer Out There from Five Goes West, which I'm like, oh, yeah, like me and like an oversized like American flag T-shirt from Old Navy with like jeans that didn't fit <laughs> me. Like I was always very small. Um, and I think that, was that song is epic. And I like sang it because Clay Aiken sang it on American Idol. So like that's uh, like let's just go back and unpack that for a moment. I was like, <laughs> what? Now I'm like totally like I was like, why did I want Clay to win? Ruben obviously should have won. Like it's uh, like what were my choices back then? Um, so I fell in love with singing because of American Idol. And my neighbor actually growing up across the street, she was my neighbor's grandmother was like a rockette back in her day. And like oh, wow. my brother was a figure skating growing up, very gay fam. Um, I love we this. love gay siblings. We love, we love it. that. Love it. And yep. um, 
So we were always like putting on shows in like the front yard or like rollerblading the music and like whatever. Like, and just so my neighbor signed me up for a dance class and I bitched the entire way there. I was like, no, I'm not taking a dance class. I don't want to do that. Left, signed up for six dance classes a week. And I took six dance classes a week from like third grade to eighth grade. And then that's when I really started getting involved with theater. So that's, I think, my like introduction into the thing that is. Wow entertainment (laughs) yeah oh my god and so then when you were in high school you booked bye bye birdie the this iconic revival yes it was very odd because i had just started doing community theater like two years prior and my star turn as troy bolton (laughs) um was my breakout um i played troy bolton and then i did grease at this community theater and i played duty and yes. we did the ninth. I don't know if you're familiar, but we did the ninth. 19- oh, I, I played duty okay, as well. Okay, so you know the Sam Harris 1994 revival version. Yes. It gave me a polyp, like legit. Like oh, I I'm promise sure. you, it did because I was so dumb that I'd be like, I can't sing this spray chloroseptic, like try and belt, like just yeah. true. That was clear for the morning. Something um, came out there. Yeah, I was like, I was like, work. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened, and you know, got over that. And then I like learned how to sing again. And I was playing Albert Peterson in a community theater production of Bye Bye Birdie. And then I booked Bye Bye Birdie on Broadway the same time. So I like literally was like, got the call that you're going to be on Broadway. I was like, fierce, gotta go to rehearsal. Click. Like, and I like (laughs) went and played Albert Peterson in rehearsal. Um, Yeah. So funny. That was like, People can say what they want about that show and like that it was bad and that, that, that. But like it was so magical. And like I literally still keep in touch with every one of those people, like in the show, like especially the teen ensemble. One of them was my roommate all throughout college. We went to the same college. I dated the girl who played Kim McAfee. We're on really great terms now. Came out of the closet late. Um, <laughs> Are you talking about Ms. Allie Trim? No, uh, but I do love Allie Trim. Her understudy. Um, Catherine Blades and I dated. Okay, okay. Because um, we had Ali. Allie was one of our first guests we had on the podcast. I love Allie so much. The, Same. I was having a really rough time a couple of weeks ago because my unemployment was giving me issues. And she was like, she texted me randomly and she's like, what's your address? And I like was like, oh, like, so I gave her an hour later cookies were at my house. And I was like, wow, that was, I like cried until like cookies. <laughs> she's a real one. She is. That is so sweet. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. But that, you know, Birdie was just incredible. I I got to meet people like that. And like, I once the shutdown happened, I was like, why not? Like, it's our 10 or however year anniversary. I was like, I'm going to try and get everyone together for like a little group Zoom. Everyone came, like mostly everyone came. John Stamos got on our Zoom call. Like he shared the screen, showed us all videos and pictures. And this is like 10 years ago. It was like... And he's like a Disney fanatic. Was this like house that covered in Disney? No, but like he was, (laughs) um, yeah, I, oh no, it's in my other room. But like, I have like our opening night gift from him. It was like those flip cams that like had the USB attached to it. Oh, I remember those. We got them all for opening night and like, yeah. And it's, it was just so sweet to like reconnect with everybody because like, you know, like everyone's an adult now. Like, it's just so weird. It's just like one of the kids who played Randolph goes to Harvard. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. I'm dumb as hell. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) Now I've got to ask on Connor's behalf, was Nolan Gerard Funk present in the Zoom call? He was not. He was he was busy promoting the flight attendant on HBO Max. He plays like a an FBI agent on that. Connor keeps up with him. Don't worry. If you need to know his updates, you can know. No, you know what? I I decided to unfollow Straight Men on. I think he's straight. I don't know. I don't actually care. I mean, when but, I knew him, he was. I think he is. I think he is. He is yeah. Uh, because I was like, why am I? Why am I gassing up the straights when I could be like supporting you know other gay Absolutely. men online? You know what I mean? But anyway, um. So you did Bye Bye Birdie, and then you were in one of the hugest, I mean, to this day, hugest Broadway sensations of, I mean, of the, the new millennium. Of the new yeah, millennium. Honestly. Newsies. Yeah. Like, Seriously. Life-changing. <laughs> it was like my reintroduction into, like, the professional world, because after Birdie, I didn't, like, I did readings and stuff, but, like, I didn't have a big thing until like four years later and like, you know, I was in school, so blah, 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 but I was in school full time and then going to the show at night and I auditioned for the show 
over 20 times before I booked her. I read that. That is crazy. Um, They told me in the room that I got it when I did Thank finally get it. Because it was Aww. like the ongoing joke that like, oh, Danny's coming back in. And I was finally at peace with like, you know what? If I don't get it this time, it's like, it is what it is. And, you know, I'm yeah. going to, I'm just going to like, you know, be fine. It's going to be fine. So I went in. I had a final callback. There was four of us. They're like, oh, like, go take a week of ballet. And then we're having another final callback. And I was like, great. So I did. And then came back in. Three different guys and me. So I was down to four again. Sang, danced, did the thing. Everybody's in there. Like Disney, 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 Disney. Jeff Calhoun, Disney producer. Um, Harvey was in there. Like everybody was in there. And then I'm like on my way to the elevator with my bag being like, okay, there's nothing else I could have done. Like truly, like that's it. And um, they're like, Danny, can you come back inside? They want to ask you something. And I was like, sure. I thought they were just going to ask me like do a double tour again or like do something. And I was like, oh, at this point I will play a fucking newspaper. Just like, let <laughs> and then they're like, how would you like to be a newsie? And I truly broke down and sobbed, like truly sobbed. And I have chills just hearing yeah, that. Yeah, and I got on the train right away, and I, like, took the train out to my parents' house, and I was like, holy fucking shit, I'm a newsie, I'm a newsie. <laughs> and, like, you know, those fans of the show knew I was in the show before it was announced, because all the guys followed me on Twitter before, like, I was announced, and it was, like, a whole thing, and I had to, like, play dumb. So, like, that was, like, my reintroduction into the professional world, and what a show to come back with. I mean, weren't you, didn't you all do Dancing with the Stars and... I joined after that. So, like, I I did the whole last year of the run. So, I did September to the end of the run, which was in, like, end of August. And so, we saw you. We saw saw it in the final month. Yeah, I, I I mean, I loved that show. I had got, I could never do Albert, my track again, because these brittle bones, hon. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, Crutchy truly just... Is one of the favorite, my favorite roles I've ever played. And like, I got to do Davy too, which is so like, not many people, like, they look at me and they're like, oh, you're a crutchy. Even though like, I went in for a replacement of crutchy and they're like, oh, you're not a crutchy. And then I ended up mm. doing it on Broadway, at the Beanie, at CLO, like, truly, like, I'm like, I think I've done crutch. I don't want to say I've done it the most, but I feel like I've done it for a really long time. And it's like, you know, my I was in PT for a while because my foot was just like sickle. Oh my god, sickle biscuit. You know they. T- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Newsies was incredible. well that trick that the trick that Crutchy does at the end yeah. of Seize the Day is crazy. But where he like jumps through his arm. Uh huh. Did it ever not happen? Yes, I mean for sure in <laughs> rehearsal. I was like, I'm like the biggest. Like I will go for it and like fuck it up and then be like, okay, well now I know what not to do. Um, different story, but in tech for uh, Charlie, I did this whole thing in our song and I like jump over the chair and I like jump off and I ate shit. I like the the li- the arm of the chair had like a lip and my foot hit it and I like jumped over the chair, like s- glided over it and then like did like a like face plant on the stage. Kept going. Oh, oh it was God. only tech, but I like my uh, one of the swings who's my cover was uh recording the number and like he sent it to me because i wanted to see it and you can of hear course. him go <gasps> like after and i was like that's amazing you know you've made it when someone they're it's like <gasps> are you all right like <laughs> oh my that's god so fun so stupid <laughs> and then you did wicked with kara Lindsay. which was kara in newsies with you yeah. still yeah she was in my first six months of the show and then left to go do Wicked on the road. And she would always be like crossing under the trap while we're like, you know, hanging out because, or with the little downtime. And she'd be like doing something silly. I'm like, well, that's got to go in your popular. It just has to. Yeah. And then who knew that I would like, I like went and saw her first show on Broadway. And then less than six months later, I was doing the show. And that whole thing, I, it happened very quickly. It, I, my audition process was in one day. Um, wow. It was an immediate replacement. I did a truly, I did a walking combination in the dance. It was like during like a one short day walking combination, which I royally messed up. And I was like, cool, not going to get this. <laughs> and then, um, but I'd been in for Bach a few months prior. So they knew that I could like do that at least. So that was, I had that going for me. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then I went in to sing at the end and was like, 
like they were there was four of us it's always four um and they just had us singing the last like wicked of no one mourns the wicked like the wicked, mm. wicked, wicked like and you know they did it <laughs> one by one and it's a b flat and i like was like work got this did it and then the next day i was taking jackson to get a haircut and i was in a cab on my way downtown and i got a call being like they need you in oz and i'm like such a baby i cry about everything but like this was like beyond special because like my screen name was tragically green too when i was a kid like i was in the online <laughs> like i was in the online day wicked day singing contest in 7th wow. grade i was singing dance your life top 10 didn't book it or didn't win, but mm. I guess I did win because I got to do the show on Broadway. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I saw the show like so many times. Like, I wrote Shoshana Bean fan letter. Like, I have met her. Oh, yeah. I have met her since and like we're friendlier now. Like, and I literally yeah. was like, I like Instagram messaged her a photo of like the picture that I sent her. And I got to do um, a reading of Dear Evan Hansen before it was called Dear Evan Hansen. And I was in the ensemble. And Jennifer Laura Thompson was in it. And I was like, I have to tell oh, you, God. you are my first Glinda. And I like <laughs> wanted to kill myself immediately after I said it. I was like, oh my God, she's going to hate me. She's like, you're so young. I want to punch you in the face. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, Wicked is truly just, I could talk about Wicked for a billion hours. So yeah. Oh, yeah we love it. It's the best. I think it's a perfect musical. I mean, I really for do. Sure, I feel like Wicked needs to like do better with casting and you know, Agree. especially yes. after however many years it's been on Broadway that there hasn't been a woman of color playing Alphaba full time when it's about someone's skin. I, I just can't. I just I know. Can't. I know. Well, I hope that the, perhaps the film will hopefully have a woman of color playing Alphaba. I hope so. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, I hope. And I hope that like just in general, I think that I hope that that wickage just gets a little bit more. They They are woke, but I hope that they actually become woke now and i think they will they're doing Agreed. all the right things like i i think and they want it they want to do well so that's yeah i mean, I mean they've been running for how long yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy it is crazy i mean Lindsay mendez is you know latinx but she passes as white every every and- person that they've had it i've had play alpha i feel like is and it's not taking away from those women that are um, oh, yeah. of color but it's just like it's always someone that's white passing and it's like you're painting her literally green like it does not yeah the person could be i just can't so yeah i, yeah. I know it's it's weird considering like the first national tour went out with Derek williams as fiero it's like they they, they weren't afraid to change up right. anybody out like and it doesn't in matter. london they've had like it's alexia yeah. kadim one of the last box was um a a guy uh, a, a guy of color so which i think is super super cool and i just I, I don't know i just think it's like especially in a show like that it's like it's a magical fairy magic land it does not yeah <laughs> like what yeah. like i just i'm like can i i yeah it's yeah anyway <laughs> i love that you're i love that you're speaking voice to it because we need to keep talking about it. we talked about this with so many of our guests that back in june there were so many amazing conversations happening and we can't stop having them people like us should be having them right. to continue giving voice and helping lift up other voices so props to that danny i appreciate you you bring you know that i'm i just think that especially with this last election and everything it's just that like if you stay silent at this point it's not that you're guilty by association, but it's like, we have to use our voices. And like, I have been given some sort of little platform and my views, my likes, everything has gone down, but I do not give a literal shit because I am sharing and hopefully bringing light to some situations and stuff that's happening in the world that my followers don't know about. And if you don't like it, fine, but I'm going to keep speaking out because we are given our our voice and like it's our right like as yes. a citizen of the United States and like on this earth to to use our voice for good and to change for good. You see what I did there? Ooh, <laughs> for good. I was going to say the like, citizens of Oz. <laughs> Everything you're saying is is just music to my ears and I remember when we were Dylan when we were recording before the election we were like we noticed the people who aren't right using their voice and it's embarrassing. It like is. shame on you because this is it, it's a it privilege is still not a, to have to talk about shit like that. that and I'm sorry yeah. for interrupting you. But um No, 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 you're good. Like as a LGBTQ uh person, I I was like, uh-huh. you know, it's a privilege to those who don't speak out because I'm like, oh, you're a cis 
white person. And mm-hmm. no matter who wins the election, your life's going to be fine. Exactly. Yes. If Donald Trump wins, it's like, what the actual fuck? But it's just like, I, I, I'm like, that's what I feel like I can do. And it like, I mm-hmm. was almost like too, like involved this, this election. No, but it no, was the most important I, I election of our entire lives, I think. Seriously. Absolutely. And like, I was glued to CNN and like, you know, like, yeah, especially like the morning that we found out that he, it was announced. Like I woke uh-huh. up, Jimmy knocked on our door cause he's part of our pod, like opened the door with champagne and we were just like all sobbing. Like, so uh-huh. was, like I, it was raining for like 20 minutes. I like literally like was like outside, like dancing in the rain. I was like, wash him away, wash him away. Like really. <laughs> oh man. I know that was the happiest moment I've had in I think four years. Yeah. For real. Yeah. For real. Yes. Because oh. voting is sexy. No, I think that I think that what you were saying about how you feel like you were too much. I don't think so, because I mean, this we had to do it. And anyone who wasn't was complicit. And then there's people who who were a little too voice on the other side, like Chad Kimball. And we just we can just move on. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's drama. That's drama. Okay, I can't believe we haven't talked about Chad Kimball. We'll talk about it on the Patreon. Okay, listen. So we've already started to get into it. But this has been such a huge year. I mean, there was the election, the pandemic. Broadway shut down, Black Lives Matter finally had a moment and I hope continues to help people learn and unlearn things. And there have been so many wild and groundbreaking moments of 2020. But I want to get into some of the pop culture moments because like like I said at the top, there have been a lot, a lot of interesting <laughs> things that have occurred. And we, we're going to do a little, you know, at the end of every episode, we usually do a dose of drama where we share some pop culture, maybe something on our minds. But today we're going to do a 2020 year in review dose of drama with the Danny Quadrino. And Dylan, do you want to kick it off with some of the, we're we're just going to like run through the list and share all of our favorites or maybe most notable moments per topic. How about that? Dylan, do you want to start? So I would say the first thing that comes to mind would be what our favorite live production or performance was. And obviously there wasn't much time for it pre, pre-pandemic, but my favorite thing that I saw was Company, which was the last thing I saw actually as well before everything shut down. And I thought it was a masterpiece. We like we wanted to go back and say hi to Matt Doyle. And he's like, um, there's something with the set. And then I later learned it was that they had truly just restricted guests from coming backstage. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I loved company. What about you, Connor? My my favorite live play was both parts of The Inheritance, which just like knocked me off my feet. I, I just reread the play the other day and it, I mean, it was of course better to see live, but it holds up as a play. And I mean, I could talk about it forever and ever, but it was almost perfect. I mean, I wish there was a little bit more queer actors playing queer characters and I wish there were more people of color and more body representation in it that's another thing that we do not talk about Mm -hmm. yeah i could go on by that but i won't i know (laughs) it it, it was disappointing but reading the play a lot none of it is specific truly to um any of that so it hopefully as it has more life it was supposed to play the west coast i think or maybe somewhere down south anyway hopefully i think we'll see more more of the inheritance oh my god danny it it is so good like i think i might read the play you know, if it holds up still, just because I haven't, uh, I never got to see it. It does, yeah. What about you? Do you have a favorite live um, production you saw in 2020? Oh my god, I don't even remember what the last thing I saw was. Like, I, I, okay, so I went to the opening night of Tina Turner, the <gasps> musical. Um, one of my best friends uh, is who was the Glinda dresser is Adrian Warren's dresser. So she oh, was like, wow. "Will you be my date?" And I was like, "Duh!" Like, truly, like my time at wicked is like flooded with memories from with Kate. Cause she was like my constant cause she was always there because she, you know, people in the company would leave, but she was like, leave. She, she was always there. She left yeah. to go do that. And, um, yeah, I got to see the opening night of that. I think it was 2020. And wasn't Tina yeah. herself there at the curtain call? When I tell you <laughs> that Oprah Winfrey walked her down the aisle of oh what God. yes of the lunt i was on the end like i was on the opposite end of like the row but like it was like one of the smaller rows because it was like in the orchestra towards the back and i was like oh, uh. effing shit oprah and tina turner are literally 
like less than 12 feet away from me and I could die happy. Um, so I did that. <laughs> um, but that, I think that was like so special just because like I would, Adrian Warren's performance in that is truly, 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 truly like one of the best things I've ever seen. I like was like, just, I, I was just a mess because I was like watching this girl play Tina Turner while Tina Turner's that it just like, I just got, it was, I didn't even like, I wasn't even involved in the production. I was like, this is like this is. so that's my favorite of 2020 and probably I love the it. only thing that I saw in 2020. Wait, because then you were in Fly, mm-hmm. so it was like you weren't seeing anything else. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so what about post-pandemic? So a production that might have been virtual. It was the year of the uh, the virtual performance. Um, <laughs> Connor, do you want to start this one off? There, yeah, and I had a different answer, but I've I've got Dua Lipa on the brain, and she did a virtual Studio 2054. It, it was I think it was like pre-filmed, but it was so good. And it was kind of like her moment... Of, of promoting her album in the year when we should have been in the clubs dancing to it Ugh. and we didn't get to, but she really made it work. I, I mean, love her so much. <sighs> I saw her it's open so up for Troy Savon at Terminal 5 the year before she like blew up. Oh, oh what, a, what a bill. I love them both. Right? Dead. Also, his new music lately is just so good. I oh love God. it. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Yeah, I would say Dua Lipa. Don't. what about you? Favorite? Well, po- I would say post- the Dua Lipa thing reminded me of being at Hardware, like on like a Friday night, on a Super Size <laughs> Queen Friday night, yes. getting the photographer, taking pictures. Um, okay, so my favorite was probably the Sondheim 90th birthday celebration. I thought that was glorious. Um, Elizabeth Stanley slayed the house down boots with her Miller Amen. son. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you uh, have a favorite yeah. virtual? I don't know if you were fatigued from the virtual. No, I, so it's very much more uh, pop music. Um, I'm a big fan of Rosie, who is a, a recording artist. She opened up for Betty Who in San Francisco when I was there. David and I actually both, my boyfriend and I requested a day off to go see Betty Who and they like let us go, which was incredible. But I got to see Rosie perform and I fell in love with her like that moment. She did, she released a song called Orange Skies and it's about the fires that were happening in California. And she like released it. And then like the like week later did like an hour long free virtual concert. And it just was like, her voice is like truly like unbelievable. That that was probably like my favorite thing because it was like her and a piano with her like little mic in a like in her house and just so raw and just like so talented. So like, I think that was my favorite like virtual thing that I've seen. I love to look that up. I know Rosie, but I don't know any of her music. Oh my God. You need to, you will be truly obsessed. It's like, she is like Jesse J and like Dua Lipa and like all these art and like Jojo and like all these people like mixed into one that it's just, and her vocals are just her vibrato alone. Like, like feels like velvet when when she's singing like oh my god Ooh, and i did a cover of, me i did a cover of hers like uh, just like a quick little minute of it and she commented on it and i'm like <laughs> like truly just like how f- oh that's my awesome god. i love yeah, i'm gonna have to was it that a cover of orange skies no it was a cover of the song never over you from her album and she's just oh, so good. i already know i'm gonna love it it's so good you're gonna love her <laughs> Um, okay, so talking about theater, going back to theater really quick, did we have a favorite Tony nomination that came out of the year? I know it's been all so delayed and messy. Um, the Tony Awards needs to do better because they're like late December. <laughs> it's late December. Like, what is happening? <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like that, they're just holding drama. out for a live, that is drama. Like a, a, a live um, award ceremony. Yeah. I hope that's why they're taking so long, but like I feel like the mm-hmm. silence again. I'm like, "Hello, can you just fill everybody in, especially those nominees?" I mean, maybe they know something that we don't, but like, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Well, my I would think I think my favorite Tony nomination is tied to The Inheritance and it's Andrew Burnap who got nominated for best leading actor in a play. He is a queer actor playing a queer role, but there's drama because this role is kind of the the main supporting actor in it and the actor who played the leading role technically kyle i think his name kyle solar he was fantastic he won the olivier in london for playing best lead actor and burnap wasn't nominated so kyle wasn't nominated for a tony and andrew who's kind of the supporting actor was nominated for leading actor and the category fraud slash switching around is interesting to me so i'm wondering if they submitted all three leads leads as lead I don't know. Interesting, interesting, that interesting. But interesting. he's he's terrific in the part, and 
I think I would love to see him win. But that would be cool. Did any nominations excite you, Danny? Yes. I mean, seeing that Adrian was nominated is like, mm-hmm. it was like a no brainer to me. But I also loved that Jagged Little Pill got so much recognition. I, th- I, I didn't get to see the show, but I think that that show is like super special. And it's like, it's one of those things that like has a really big like following and like it's special to the teens. And I think that is really important when it comes to like Broadway and like I know growing up like I had next to normal not growing up I was like a junior in high school and I saw the show like six times like my dream show is to be Gabe to Shoshana Beans Diana like speaking it into stop stop oh my god like at some point in my life uh but yeah so like I think that show was like super important and like tackles a lot of like really big like you know, mainstream things that's happening in the world today. So I think the fact that that got as much recognition as it did, I think is really special. But that and Adrian's nom, because when uh-huh. Adrian got nominated, I was like, duh, if she doesn't win, yeah. it's robbed. <laughs> Speaking of Gabe, my favorite is Aaron Tveit, finally getting his due. He is the only nominee in his category. Right, right. But half the people have to vote for him or else he doesn't win. Right. That would be really tragic. And I really hope that Ugh. he wins still. I mean, he's they won't let that happen. He would never come back to Broadway, I think, if he he'll lost. be like He'll be like Jennifer Hudson when she didn't get... Oh, no, not Jennifer Hudson. Uh, or was it Jennifer Hudson? Who played... No, Leona Lewis, when she didn't get the Tony nom for Grizz. Yes. She was like, bye. I'm out. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and no one's heard from her since. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Okay, so next up we have music to discuss. This was, Connor mentioned the pop girlies didn't disappoint, but we had so many new artists emerge. It was so easy for people to be able to release different different um, albums and whatnot. Um, I'm going to go first because I can't decide. We've ad nauseum discussed Taylor on this podcast. Evermore and Folklore are amazing. It, but the albums that I listened to the most were Gaslighter by the Chicks, which I thought was phenomenal and didn't get any recognition from the Grammys, which I think the Grammys are stupid. But um, <laughs> fraudulent. I'm a... I am a directioner at heart and Niall Horan's album Heartbreak Weather mm. hit me. I am a sucker for the Irish, the Irish star. I love, I love him. I, I, love I don't that. know him. I'll have to listen to him. Oh, he's yeah. so precious. <laughs> he's cute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love all those too, but I think my favorite album of the year is Chromatica by Lady Gaga. It's so good. It, it's every song is, is great from start to finish. It's so cohesive and she sounds amazing. And I didn't originally have tickets to the Chromatica ball that was canceled, but I think once we're back having in-person experiences, I've got to go see that her tour, that album. If she, if she does it, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Taylor was supposed to have a lover fest this past summer and she's released two albums. She's since probably then, over so <laughs> I don't know what is going to happen next year. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Danny, do you have a favorite album of the year? I have two. So my first one of the year is probably, um, it's not from this year per se, one of them. Um, it is B. Steadwell, Queer Love Songs. I don't know if you've ever heard it. Oh, yes. Holy mm-hmm. shit. I've discovered it in quarantine and the song Greens is just like so good. But I think Maggie Rogers dropped a new album like th- on Friday. And I mean, yeah, she is just everything to me. So like, and I think it's cool because it's yeah. like deep cuts and it's stuff that like she's been writing over the last 10 years. So that's probably like in 2020 just stole like the my favorite album, you know, but I yeah. am obsessed. I got involved with Spotify very late, but my Discover Weekly is a very good every week. I, my boyfriend tells me, I was like, that's the nicest thing you could say to me. So I was like, is that my <laughs> taste in music? Like, <laughs> oh, I love that. That's how I found, that's why I found Beast Edwell. And, and someone else named Duncan Lawrence recently came across, he's like another queer oh. artist who won Eurovision like a few years ago. Like Spotify Weekly is so, so good. good. Um, Connor is a Maggie Rogers stan. I am. I think I want to get a tattoo of one of her song lyrics. Like, I don't know. We'll see. Light on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> from, from, I know. It's it's from a, I don't know if I yeah, want no, to no, reveal no. it on the pod. 
Yeah, it's it's a song they're from Alaska. I'll okay, say that I love much. that song. Yeah. I mean, I sing her shit all the time. But um, I was supposed to see her at Radio City when she played, but then our tour got extended, and I paid like five hundred dollars for like, you know, two seats, like really, really like 10 rows back and I didn't get to go I was able to sell them but I was just so sad the person I sold them to I messaged him and I was like please have the best time you really need to (laughs) Um, yeah I love Mackie I went I I bought a ticket to that and I went by myself because there were only single seats available and I had the time of my life sounds amazing oh my god It was actually really fun to be there alone because her music is so like ethereal and she's like floating around on stage. It was awesome. I loved it. Okay. So I mentioned earlier this movie. I don't think 2020 was a great year for new films. I I don't know. I watched so many old films, but do y'all have any favorite movies from 2020? I do. Yeah? Okay. Christmas in the Square is tragically amazing. Um, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it is so good. It's we what we needed. We did need it. We did need it. Um, I loved the prom. I really, really did. Besides, we did too. James Corden. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And like, once I even got past that, I was like, work. This is amazing. But I know that a queer person should have been playing the role and this, this, that. And like, I agree. Ow. I agree with everything. <laughs> I agree with everything that everyone <laughs> is saying. I talk to my hands. Um, <laughs> and you're from, from, you're from Long Island, Island. Um, uh-huh. and but I was like, kind of like it's like a double-edged sword because it's like people are like all oh, the Broadway people should have been in. Yes, I agree, but like this is Hollywood's retelling of it, and like this is just my opinion. I could be wrong, but this story is so special at its core. So I thought that like yes, I agree that all the Broadway people should have been in it, especially, but because of all these names were in it, that story just, the audience just like has spanned so far now that I think I'm like, cool. Absolutely. I still think a gay person should have played the gay part, but uh-huh. I don't know. I fucking loved it. I watched it again on the plane two days ago and I was just like, <laughs> like sobbing. Oh, just pull out. how can you not sob yeah. during that? It's such a good story. When Carrie Washington, this is a spoiler for, I mean, I'm sure our listeners have all seen it or seen the movie or the show, but when Carrie Washington, Mrs. Green says to her daughter, I just don't want you to have a hard life. Like that line is so chills. beautiful. Yeah. And like people who, who, you know, everyone who's experienced the coming out has probably heard some version of that from somebody, whether it was in anger, sadness or, or whatever, but Carrie Washington also vo- serving vocals. I mean, Carrie Washington. I know. Little Fires Everywhere I was, gagged, was so good. Oh, yes. Oh, that would have been, should have been on my TV one. Okay, well, we'll oh, get yeah, to TV well, in a second. But um, <laughs> my movie, I was going to talk, I was going to talk about Onward, the Pixar movie that I cried like a baby. It is for anyone who's ever had a brother or a sibling or anything like that. It's a nostalgic piece. Pixar just gets it. But that was the last thing I saw in theaters oh, wow. before everything shut down. And, but I will also say Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, the final performance of Chadwick Boseman and Viola Davis, I think they're both going to get Oscars for it. It is phenomenal. It's 90 minutes. It's theater on film once again. And I think it stole Onward for me as the best movie. I, I loved every second of it. Love that. Yeah. It's on Netflix now for anyone who hasn't seen it. Speaking of Ryan Murphy and Netflix, I think my favorite movie of the year was The Boys in the Band. I, I need to watch that one. Bad gay. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's great. I'm not going to speak too much to it, but it was awesome. And um, I think it's important for gay people to watch it. We were trying to sell it to all of our friends. We're like, you need to see it. You need to see it. And again, all gay people playing gay yes. roles, which we love. Even a gay person playing a role that's straight, I think, hey, too. that's right? fine. With, Taken so many yeah, hours yeah. all the time, so why not? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. Okay, so on to TV shows. There were so many good shows this year. And you know what? This was the year, you know, the pandemic hit. And I have always been a Vanderpump Rules fan, <laughs> but I decided to fully become a Bravo, a Bravo-holic. Welcome. And I am... <laughs> I, you know what? It has been the greatest. It, it, it felt like I was welcomed into a family. I started the pandemic just watching Vanderpump Rules. Now I watch six cities of housewives and, you know, other Bravo related spinoffs. And it has just been such a journey. But I would say my actual, my favorite scripted show of the year was the fourth season of Insecure Ooh, on I HBO, which was oh so good. 
I freaking loved it. It was so great. This season was maybe the best one yet. Um, and I think Carrie Washington actually directed an episode of it. She did. Queen. She did. Yeah. <laughs> Queen. Um, what do y'all think? Favorite show of the year? Do you have one or should I go first? I'll go first. I, it's Real Housewives of Potomac for sure. <laughs> I, it changed my whole life. Um, it's, I quote it almost every day. Karen Huger is my new godmother. It's everything. <laughs> um, but other shows that I loved were Queen's Gambit. And I loved Outer Banks because I'm a sucker for a teen series. And I also loved Cheer, which that was this year. If you remember Cheer. Although we can't yeah. really watch Cheer anymore because of the Jerry of it all. Mm. Yeah. Troubling, troubling. We'll move on. But that was a great, <laughs> that was a great show. I loved it. What about you, Danny? Euphoria on HBO. Oh, yes. I May Destroy You, also on HBO. Oh, Legendary, that one. also on HBO Max. Did you? Yeah. Holy shit. HBO Max yes. is like serving us. I was so mad. I'm like, why are you getting rid of HBO Go? Why do I have to like pay for a service? And I'm like, all right, you sold me. Um, yeah. Right? I love those three. And then reality, obviously, the wives, every single damn one of them. Um, and I just, I, yeah, <laughs> my girls, I just kind of caught up on Atlanta this, and this season is really great. You know, the first episode, they already started talking about like the Black Lives Matter movement and how, um, Portia was arrested. Yeah. And like, it's just like, I, I love that they're showing that I, the only wives I don't watch because I think they're all fucking hot garbage is, um, OC like OC is trash okay. yeah. on a stick yeah Kelly Dodd is disgusting like truly I hope she hears this one day <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> Well, you know she listens. You know she listens every week, Danny. I I've heard horrible things about her. I've never she's I dating the head OC. of Fox News. Good night. Oh dear. Next. <laughs> Next. Um, I don't Ew. watch Dallas. I don't. I don't watch Dallas either. Is it worth dipping my toes into or no? I don't think Dallas is real. Compare like I don't know why I don't think it's as real. Oh. Like I'm like, I'm such a stan of the wives, but I have not dipped into Dallas, so I shouldn't say all of them. Like Atlanta, Potomac. New York, Jersey, I fell off the wagon because it feels too close to home. I'm like, eh, everyone's okay. related, like mafia. That, that makes sense <laughs> for you, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, every other one. Real Housewives of Melbourne, which is in Australia, they had like two seasons, not this year, but like a couple years back. Worth the watch. I'll have to find it. I'd listen for the accents oh alone. Oh my God. And there's a woman named Pity Flower. But that's what her name's like, Pity Flower. And it's like the way they say it is incredible. I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> is it available uh, on like Hulu or Netflix or something? Hulu okay, or the Bravo okay. app or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. We have that. We have that as well. <laughs> um, I love it. I love it. And in Salt Lake, of course, Heather is my odd breakout favorite. I was. I do not want to be in a fight with Heather. That's all I'm going to say. Because no, like, she, no. she's so sweet. And she's just, she really does... She means well, and I don't know if you guys watched the last episode, but I was so yeah. happy for her to get it. She deserves to get it. She was killing it. She was killing it with that I guy. Was like, she kind of had game. Absolutely. Absolutely. You and know? I think that's probably what intimidates most Mormon men. <laughs> like, this yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love her. I'm obsessed with Meredith Marks. I saw something like Heather posted on social media, like um, a support of trans rights or something. Because someone asked her if she and, was trans and she was like, that's a compliment. Yeah. I was like, work, hon. That's really great. Uh-huh. It oh, was really I'm cool. Obsessed. Yeah, she's she's a good follower. She's so fun and pure, honestly. She's, <laughs> she's great. She's got that Mormon heart <laughs> reformed. She does. She always ties it back to like Mormonism, I find. Like she'll always be like, this, the Mormons wouldn't be into this. But I think that's what gives Salt Lake its little twist. Miriam you know? Cosby is a national treasure though i feel like of like a mess i'm like oh my god and like jen shaw she was on the episode of watch what happens live that i was in the virtual audience for and she was like mm -hmm. i don't know i just think that you shouldn't like talk about other people's marriages and like stuff like that so it's like you don't know her yes. situation yes like the situation is that mary did was betrothed to her step grandfather which is fucking wild mm -hmm. but i'm not gonna judge uh -huh. her for that I wouldn't personally right. do that, but I'm not going to judge her for that. <laughs> I know. Well, I think yes. there's, a, I think there's like a sadness there as we've, as we've dived. I don't think she's deeper into it. Two. That's <laughs> I don't think so. I think she's a one and done. It, it, it's almost like a, like a Kim Richards level of nonsense and purity. And remember Jules. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you were yes. just telling me about Jules, Connor. <laughs> she was. A, she was. Um. Well, I think there was a lot going on with her marriage. That's and true. That was troubling. 
Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we need so we'll have another to, podcast. Just right now. Yes. <laughs> all the all the Bravo um, tea. Okay. Speaking actually, back to that really quick though, Jen. I I was like, oh, she seems like she was ready for this. You know what I mean? And then I found out she's been like watching Housewives since OC came so out. She's so she been knew that, what yeah, to do. She's grooming herself for it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, I want to turn the world. stilettos and the ice, like stepping out. It's like, come I on. I just watched a rerun of Jersey the other night and it was like Teresa and Dina getting out of a car in the snow and heels. I was like, what is it with these women? Can't you just walk up to the house in your boots and then take your heels out yeah. of your back like yeah. a nice girl going to an EPA does? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. Oh my God, I'm gagged. And they've seen it all. Okay, so going on to um, something a little bit more. Um, naughty but maybe like a celeb crush someone who might have emerged this year and um captured your heart um i would say if anyone saw normal people on hulu the lead paul mescal this beautiful irishman he is definitely my celeb crush there's a theme here that i love yes (laughs) Um, he is gorgeous and you i'm sure everyone here who's seen it also follows the twitter account connell's chain the, the the sexy chain necklace that he wears throughout the entire series i had to buy my boyfriend one for his birthday so dad you're like you need to wear this because <laughs> I was like, you think you just look really good. <laughs> Tell Don't look like, following on Instagram. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so gagged. That's hilarious. Um, okay, the show Watchmen on HBO. This really hot guy named Yaya Abdul Mateen. He won the Emmy for playing the part, but he is so hot. Oh my god! And th- this is you see him graphic. naked. You see him naked, and it's it's right. Work. It's right. <laughs> And I also loved Emily in Paris's hot chef neighbor crush. Um, he was really hot. And but I don't condone cheating. So that was like a whole So like thing. he was but not anyway. hot because of that. I mean, I'm yeah, that, so basic and I'm like, Harry Styles, fuck. <laughs> like no, that's a good one. Like his album like literally just like made me feel things. And then like seeing him in the dress, I was like, Oh, I'm feeling so many things right now. Um, I yes. I love uh-huh. Harry Styles. I think that, yeah, I love Harry Styles. <laughs> yeah, him and that full geesh made everyone tremble in ways. I don't think they were. They were people were people were. I think a little scared. I think Absolutely. you know. I got so many DMs from people being like, "Can you do a photo shoot in a dress?" And I was like, "I I mean, I guess I could. I'm the same size as my mom. I'm just like full nightgown, like." And, oh <laughs> When I say scared, I think I meant like straight men were suddenly like, am I feeling something I've never felt before? Yeah. (laughs) You guys knew what I was saying. You guys knew what I was saying. I Um, love it. I love it. Okay. So our final moment before we wrap this up is the moment of the year. What was the pop culture moment that you will look back on 2020 and it could be political. It could be not um, that you will be like, oh, this was the year of this. And I want to go first because I'm, I just want to talk about it (laughs) was that we had so much drag race. I was going to say that. Hilarious. <laughs> well, it's that we had all queens of color winning the the English speaking versions of the show. We had Jada Essence Hall, we had Priyanka in Canada, and then we had Shay Coulee win All Stars Five, her rightful crown. The Holy Trinity. Truly. I love that. Truly. That's that's fun. I love that one, Dylan. That's a pop culture moment. And we're getting a brand new season like new year's day and another season of uk so i'm just like i've been so here for all the drag queen content same and you know we were talking about this with our we had a secret santa zoom with our friends last night talking about drag race and tonight (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's gonna be so fun um and i was saying you know the only thing the only downside to having all this drag race during the pandemic is the queens don't get to tour and make the coin but i i think that there will be amazing like um, what's it called? Work the world tours mm-hmm. and everything with all the queens from the pandemic who will get to finally have their do you moment. Have wow presents plus. Do you? We'll get it for for this for UK because the the other stuff that they have on there. Sorry, I'm throwing my socks because Jackson is a sock bandit. Um, <laughs> uh, they have like work the world tour and like God shave the queens tour. So that's all like more content. And it's like 30 minute episodes of like them, like just in like interviewing one of the queens on the tour. And it's just, it's, it's really fun. It's really fun. And doesn't it oddly feature Alyssa Edwards? (laughs) God shave the queens does because she was the host of the UK tour, which I'm like, anything with Alyssa's you're going to get nothing but hilarity. She's the Mary M Cosby of drag race. (laughs) 
like no, she's classier she, than that. I feel like yeah, yeah. She's she's to me one of the Dallas queens. Yeah, she's like the Dina Manzo of the, or, not, yes. or Caroline Manzo. She's like you mess with my Caroline. <laughs> oh, I love Caroline Manzo. Oh my god, me too. Okay, my, yeah, my fin- mo- finish it up. Finish us off. Aside from, I think when I look back on this year, I will remember. Black Lives Matter truly changing America, and I'm gonna hope it will continue to. But aside from all of the actual cultural importance, that I, I would give anything to relive the day Taylor Swift announced that she was dropping folklore. I was gagged. I mean, she's I'm a stan, like truly, she's my queen. And I was just so thrilled because she she usually waits a couple of years between albums. And the idea that she wrote all these songs in quarantine and oh my God, that was, that was it. And then she was like, Hey, I've got a couple more. True. Yeah, another album. So she's, she's, you know, to quote Barbara Walters, Taylor Swift is the music industry. Oh, wow. I thought Beyonce's that. visual album that was on Disney, Pro- Disney press. Yes. Disney plus. <laughs> What am I talking about? I thought that was like something I like when 2020 happens, I or like when I look back, I will think of Drag Race, Black Lives Matter, Coronavirus, and that Beyonce like visual album. Just Black is I, King. Black is King. Black yeah. is King. Like that truly watching it was just so beautiful. I I don't know. Like, and it just like I hope that like the people that still didn't know what was going on with Black Lives Matter and just in the world, like after that maybe had their eyes opened and was able to like maybe like find their way in because like i've said 16 other times on this it's like we need to be speaking up and we need to enforce this these changes and yeah you guys said like we have a lot of unlearning to do and relearning to do Mm -hmm. so it's like super important yeah Mm -hmm. that's what my 2020 i think is going to be like my recap you know (laughs) i love it i love it yeah God, she's amazing. Danny, you are a gem. This was so fun. Thank you for all of your insights. And <laughs> literally, my cheeks are from smiling. This was so much fun. Um, everyone should, of course, follow you to hear all your beautiful covers and see the pictures and the political activism. Yes. You're just at Danny Quadrino. Yes, on right? TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. TikTok, I am so new at. I still don't understand it. But yeah, and I can't wait till this pandemic is over so we can go out and talk all the tea about everything. We will. And talk the tea. <laughs> oh my God. I can't wait, Danny. We will. We absolutely will. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for wrapping up the year with us. I couldn't be more honored. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And everyone should, of course, follow us at the Drama Podcast. Follow me at Dylan McDowell. Me at Connor McDowell. And we'll see you in 2021. All right, Connor. Next time. Drama. Drama.